music undercuts all barriers of preconceived notions via subverting higher order thinking. So if you look at EEG studies of people's brains when they're listening to the music, they light up like fireworks because music triggers every area of the brain. Then when you add to music the power of language, which is the power to be direct, the power to articulate with precision, you have an unstoppable combination. Across cultures, music is universally significant in telling stories. Music can evoke strong emotion that bring us to tears. It inspires people, or it might even make you want to dance. Hi, and welcome to episode two, season two, the 54th episode of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that investigates how to unlock your brand story to supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we absolutely believe in the power of storytelling, not only to learn and connect, but also to build business relationships that drive sales. I am joined this week by Josh Belperio, who is an award-winning music composer and celebrated cabaret performer. In June 2017, Josh premiered his original cabaret show, Scarred for Life, which was sold out and open to unanimous five-star reviews at the Adelaide Cabaret Fringe Festival. A proud gay man, Josh recently released a heartfelt and emotional song in response to the plebiscite vote on same-sex marriage in Australia. His video has been viewed over 200,000 times and shared over two and a half thousand times. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Josh talks about why you must be both honest and specific in storytelling. He explains why vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. And we discuss why music has a unique ability to communicate powerful messages. This is Josh's version of Be The Drop. Hello, Josh. Thank you so much for having me here in your studio. No worries. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, it's, I'm very excited to talk to you and, and hear about your stories and your music. Yes. And I believe that your item of significance is here. That's um, it. Perhaps you can tell us, just to get us started, a little bit about your item and how it connects you with what you do and your community. That's a nice, easy question to start with. Good. Um, <laughs> so I really believe in the power of music. I believe in the power of music, I believe in the power of language, and just recently this project has really, that I've just done, which we're going to talk about, has really demonstrated the power of friendship, so these three things. And um, basically there are things that you can say in music and in comedy that you can't say in speech, that you can't say anywhere else, and music lends a message of vitality and a power and an excuse to be cheeky and to rhyme and to be and to get things stuck in people's heads that you just can't get through any other medium. So yeah. that I hope that answers that question. Oh, it sure does. It's a very powerful answer to that. And very much I like that you've got three connecting things there, mm. you know, that are really important mm. to you. You know, without music, do you think that you would have that confidence to to have the same vulnerability? 
Oh gosh, you ask such interesting questions. Uh. <laughs> That's very specific. Would I be as vulnerable on stage without music? Mm. I have no idea. I mean, something for you to try. I suppose a lot of okay. So my cabaret show was two thirds sung with music mm -hmm. and one third spoken. Yeah, and probably the most vulnerable moments of it were actually spoken. Mm. So, and so my cabaret show. Let's backtrack a bit. Yes. It's called Scarred for Life. It's about the eight inch scar on my abdomen. No, you'll have to buy a ticket to see that scar. Um, <laughs> Perfect use yeah. to camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Learning tricks of the trade. Um, but that was a, a really vulnerable and personal mm. show. I'm opening up about my accident, my trauma, how the post-traumatic stress has affected me, how the anxiety has affected me and how the and ultimately how the hope and the happiness and the the gratefulness just to be alive has affected me. Yeah. And the most vulnerable moment of that show was when I stood up without music, without words, and just revealed the scar, mm. which was actually quite like, people were like, oh, that must have been so hard for you to do. And I was like, no, it was easy. Cause like, I'm just standing up and unbuttoning my shirt. Like yeah. it's- <laughs> Taking your clothes off. That's the easy bit. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it was just that. But you know, you know what? I think there's a real power in being vulnerable. And I don't think, I don't think I need music mm. to make that happen. I think that, and I'm a, I'm a real fan of Brene Brown. Are you aware yes, of her works? Yes. 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 So the gifts of imperfection. Yeah. She, She's a, cr a craftful storyteller. Like. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so she talks so much about the power of being vulnerable, especially mm. in a world where we're told that we have to be perfect. We have to look perfect. We mm. have to be seen to be doing the perfect things through social media. And, mm. and I think when people see imperfection and vulnerability, they really, really connect with that. And it's just about being honest, which is something that I do in absolutely everything that I do. Like, I can't write a song without being honest. A songwriting is just being honest and specific. There we go. Those are my two tricks. Yeah, to be honest and specific. But it's, it's incredible because for you, obviously, it's a real power. I mean, you use that word multiple times, whereas often to be vulnerable is equated with weakness. Yeah, I don't think about it as a weakness at all. And I think that's because, I, that's because of my coming out journey. Yeah. That's because once you've been through that, you like nothing about who you are can be possible, can be viewed as a weakness. Yeah. Like I had two options, accept who I am to the chagrin of who I want myself to be, mm. which was to be straight. Right. Um, and, and just like, cause I can't keep, I can't keep lying to myself anymore mm. or uh, go down a much darker path and I chose the former option and once you make peace with mm. all of that you like you can do anything mm. you 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 are at total peace with who you are and mm. going back to the four agreements which is something that I do know the four agreements no no so that's a book by Miguel can't pronounce his last name, but <laughs> it's basically worth looking up. We'll find definitely out. <laughs> worth looking up. And one of the agreements is don't take anything personally because when someone says something about you, it has everything to do with them and nothing mm. to do with you. There's a lot there that I'd like to unpack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've given us a lot of information. But 
realistically, you know, the thing that sort of is standing out there is you've gone through some some hard, you know, difficult times. Mm, yes. What is it that you think then is so impactful about the sharing of your experience that's coming from that really true, you know, and great question. Personal experience. So, the power of being specific is that through writing something that is unique to yourself that you're expressing that no one else has expressed in exactly that particular way before is that other people see themselves in that story, mm. right? So when I say underneath my shirt is an eight inch scar, that's a really specific statement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought when I wrote it, how is anyone going to relate to this particular story? And then I go on to talk about my, my medical, you know, injury, my accident, my operation, and all the while very specific descriptions of what was happening to mm. me, what, what it was like in ICU, what the nurses were saying to me, what my boyfriend was saying to me. Mm. Uh, the, there's a song called Sample Pack of Information for Families of Deceased Patients, which is something that was handed to my family <laughs> oh my while gosh. I was in ICU. Ah. So uh, I sing that as a song. Um, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I'm immediately there. No, yeah, so exactly. So that's what it does to you. It puts you immediately there, mm. right? Whereas when I, if I just say, yeah, I was in hospital and, you know, mm. and let's just sing about hospitals and, you know, it, that's, that's not going to put you immediately there. Mm. And through putting you immediately there, you then relate it to yourself. So I had people come up to me after the show mm. who had had completely different experiences, all right? I'd had someone, this man of about 24, who came up to me who told me that he'd had prostate cancer. Mm. And I was like, wow, you're so young yeah. to have that. And he'd had a particularly difficult journey with that. And he's also a pianist. And he um, smashed his thumb in, a, in an accident and couldn't play for quite a while. Mm. And he was really profoundly affected by the show. And I didn't know him, you mm. know? Yeah. And that is, that is the power of yeah, being specific, language, music, sharing, mm. all of that. Mm. So, and we've, we've touched on briefly your recent project. Mm. Let's unpack that a little right. bit more. Yay. Uh, <laughs> because obviously it's something that's very close to your heart. Deeply personal. Yes, deeply personal. And you've got quite specific. Yes. <laughs> so what has been the response since sharing your song? So tell us a little bit about it first and then the response. Great. I'll tell you about it. So... When the plebiscite was announced about one month ago, I was morose. I was devastated. I was gutted by the gutless politicians who went through with it. And I just, the only thing that I could do that was constructive, that could express my emotions just to make myself feel better, mm. was to write about it. And I found this song gradually over the course of a week that empowered me, that made me feel strong, mm. that made me feel the opposite of how the government wa was trying to make me feel through unleashing all of this hate. I called up my partner, Matthew, and I said, look, here's the song. Should I do anything with this? Because he is the person that I turn to as my trusted advisor. Yeah. 
I remember reading this quote that the difference between a professional and an amateur, it's a contentious quote, the difference is that the professional will put their work out there, whereas the amateur will keep it to themselves. Yeah. And that was a really interesting quote. And the most remarkable thing happened. The most remarkable thing, which was that there was no way that we could pay for all of this. It would have cost us 10 grand. Mm. We didn't have that money. We couldn't raise it in time. Couldn't mm. get the grants in time. So we just had to ask people, look, will you donate your time and your skills to creating this and spreading this message? And the most remarkable thing is that whether they were gay or straight or trans or whatever, mm. these friends, that Matt and I have said yes. Mm. And they were saying yes to a lot of work, a lot of work. Our film, our director was up until 3 a.m. in the morning, the day before the release, you know, getting the video ready. Our sound engineer put in, I would say about 50 hours of work. Mm. One of our sound engineers, the other one got us a piano, a grand piano. The aim was to, was to support this cause. Mm. And to share a story. And to share a story, exactly. Mm. And what really just captured my, my heart was so many people, so many friends were straight mm. and cisgender. Mm. And they were fighting for this just as passionately as anyone else. Mm. And that was so powerful. So we all came together as one to deliver the opposite sentiment to the one that the government was unleashing. Then we just put it out there mm. and... And it, what happened there? <laughs> just <laughs> far surpassed my wildest hopes yeah. of how far it could go. Mm. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so presumptuous as to say, oh yes, well that's because, you know, because of this or because of that. but. I would hope that it, again, goes back to that fact of being specific, of being honest and of being truthful and just me expressing my emotions in a way that helped me to feel strong and empowered, helped made other people who really need that sense of strength and mm. empowerment mm. feel that. And the great thing about a song is that it adds joy yeah. and resilience to our community yeah. in a time where we need that more than anything, mm. you know? And I remember when it went on news.com, it was right next to an article, in fact, it was above the article, that said, um, Catholic priest says all gays should be shot. It was right above that article. <laughs> and I was like, if we didn't do that song, that hate speech mm. would be on its own. Mm. on that website but we've balanced it out yeah. with something that disempowers them mm. through comedy and gives a sense of the impact that their hate speech is having on us mm. but also showing us that we're stronger than that and we're going to make it through this and yeah. this is our anthem this song is our anthem it's an anthem for all queer people and in fact our allies as well mm. the charity that we've chosen to support is q life if you buy the song on iTunes or on my website, then 100% of those royalties go towards QLife. So QLife is Australia's first national counselling service that is specifically tailored 
to support the mental health of queer Australians. Mm. And that's really important because if you're a vulnerable queer Australian, particularly youth, and you need someone to talk to, as you know, I did when I was coming out just two years ago, it's so important to have a national network that is founded by queer people, that is run by queer people for queer people. Couldn't be more necessary at the moment. That is what I care about. That is what I want to support. And that's why it's so important that if you like this song, if you agree with the message, do the old fashioned thing and <laughs> buy the music. And that money is going straight towards Q Life. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you do both performance and um, composing. That's correct, yes. You know, what is the difference in doing both, you know, and do you have a preference for one or the other? My definite preference is to sit behind a piano and write the song <laughs> and have someone else sing it. Um, just because that I'm much more comfortable with that and I really love that. I really love writing. That's my main passion. Mm. But having said that, I do love being able to perform a song as well. Yep. Music undercuts all barriers of preconceived notions via via subverting higher order thinking. Mm. So if you look at EEG studies of people's brains when they're listening to the music, mm. they light up like fireworks because music triggers every area of the brain and and it can just go straight past conscious thought and your frontal lobe which contains your preconceived notions about the world and what we believe to be your consciousness and it can trigger all kinds of primal elements of the brain mm. such as it can tr just go straight to your emotions and in hearing music and someone singing to you it can connect with you on a deeper level mm. than anything else mm. and it can foster a sense of empathy and compassion mm. that any other method of communication cannot do so directly mm. and so immediately. Mm. Then when you add to music the power of language, which is the power to be direct, mm. the power to articulate with precision, you have an unstoppable combination. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Josh. In conclusion, though, can you share with me your be the drop tip? So that's your top tip for communication that connects. It's really interesting the metaphor that you gave that a waterfall can begin with a single drop. I think that's what happens when a video goes viral. Mm. You know, you get a few views and then you get a few more views and then it, then you get a thousand views an hour, then you get 10,000 views an hour. And suddenly it's just spread like wildfire, totally beyond your control. Mm. And, um, and I think that that happens when people find something that's honest. Mm. When people find something that's honest, that's specific, often that involves through the process of those two things, someone being vulnerable. And when it involves a message that people really resound with, mm. in the case of this song, overcoming homophobia, in the case of my cabaret show, trauma through hospitalization. I think that these, although these are really specific stories that I tell, 
These are broad concepts that people can see themselves in. Mm. And the key to connecting people around these concepts in a way where we can find catharsis and solace and peace mm. is through, as I'll keep harping on about, being honest and being specific yeah. and sharing your story. It's not just enough to have written it down. You have to share it. You really have to share or find someone that's going to share it as mm. other artists like Van Gogh. Well, he didn't even find someone. It just happened after he died. But yeah. anyway, he's <laughs> he the exception. He's the exception. <laughs> well, he um, was exceptional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every other artist, you just, you have to put it out there. Mm. Mm. Oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. It was great. So I'll vote yes in your plebiscite, though it's one more blow unto our plight. We've suffered so much more and this isn't the end. If you think we're weak, then think again. Bring on your plebiscite, we're no stranger to a hefty fight. We're stronger than your party might expect. And we won't back down and won't defect from your plebiscite though the concept of it isn't right we won't be phased by hate and heartlessness even though it's wrong we will vote yes in your plebiscite Malcolm you psychophantic parasite we're stronger than your party might expect even though it's wrong we will vote yes even though it's wrong we will vote yes even though it's wrong, we will vote yes. Woo! <laughs> Buy it on iTunes and my website. Money goes towards queer mental health. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm -hmm.